Welcome to Mindful Mommies Now, the lactation series, part seven, day four of your baby's life. I'm Elizabeth Cashin. I'm an RN and an IBCLC. At this point, you're likely to have gotten to know your baby a bit better. You may feel more comfortable picking her up, changing her diaper, holding her on your chest in between feedings. And it's also really normal if these things still feel awkward. It just takes practice moving and caring for a new baby, especially if you haven't done it before or haven't done it in a while. If you were able to room in with your baby, if you were in the hospital, this gave you even more time to learn the small sounds and movements that newborns make. It helps for you to be aware of when she's waking up so you can make the time to change a diaper, go to the bathroom yourself, and then be ready to feed her. These things being done before she gets to the point of crying. Crying would be the last thing that a baby would do as she's coming out of a deeper sleep. By about day four, unless your baby is very sleepy due to jaundice at 38 weeks or more, she would want to breastfeed often or at least every two or three hours or so, more often still fine. And this should continue to help your breast to adjust as milk is increasing. Generally, most people who give birth will notice increasing breast fullness, fullness on day three, which, if not treated frequently with either very effective breastfeeding or pumping, would lead to something called engorgement. As you may already know, engorgement refers to overly full breasts, which are hard and stiff and uncomfortable. If you have engorged breasts, on either day three or day four, it is critical that you remove milk as often as possible, either with a pump or a baby who knows how to take care of your breasts or a combination of both. Your baby may not be able to latch comfortably to remove milk if your breasts are too firm. This is not unusual. You might have talked to someone who said that the latch was looking good or you felt that the latch was comfortable and things were going well. But if there's a lot of extra pressure in your breast from milk increasing and it does increase quickly, then the baby has a harder time achieving a deep, comfortable latch and that can lead to discomfort, to pain for you, which you want to avoid. So first, make sure milk is moving well. That's the point of this talk. So on this day, day three to four or days, it is appropriate to use an electric pump to move your milk before baby can latch and continually continue to breastfeed as she had. So don't be discouraged if you pump and only a small amount of milk is collected. If your breasts are very firm, it will take a number of pumping sessions, even if it's a really good pump and well-fit flanges, combined with just prior to pumping, a warm shower and or warm compresses to see some results and start to feel comfortable. So it takes time to take down what really is swelling and some inflammation in your breast. Some of that has to resolve before milk really gets to flow. So it's about time. You really want to take care of breasts during this time. So if you're able to easily compress your areola into a nipple sandwich, you might have heard that expression before or um, with your midwife or with your lactation consultant. If you can make a nipple sandwich just at the edges or just past the edges of your areola and you see that your milk 
is coming to the end um, of the nipple itself, then you're getting somewhere. If you're really, really full to uncomfortable and engorged and, and not seeing milk moving, that's when you really want to keep on working on things because there's not anywhere else to go but up. The website kellymom.com is an excellent resource for engorgement tips. So go to that quickly. Go look and see what she recommends and follow those, those directions, which are going to be similar to what I've already mentioned. The point is don't let any more time pass wondering what's going on or if you should do anything about it. Day three to four is the really important time frame. Day four is the day that if I am close with someone, I'm friends with someone who's breastfeeding, especially their first baby, I always make a point of checking in with them on the fourth day after they, after they deliver to make sure that they are not too full and they're able to move their milk well through baby or through pump. So this time period, which is common, um, this engorge, possible engorgement period, it doesn't happen to everyone. It involves frequent milk removals and will result in the breast being less firm and the breasts then get the message that milk production is wanted. So if the breasts don't get the message that milk is wanted through frequent milk removal, then they will make less and less milk. And with a number of days, your supply will be in jeopardy. It's what some people will describe as, I really had firm, full breasts, but then I just didn't make enough milk. It's missing this critical period of milk removal and getting this message to the breast to get the milk out and get the milk into the baby. I mention this phase because it's very common and it's often a time of confusion for a first time parent. You may have been told not to pump quote unquote too early because you'll make quote unquote too much milk. While you could down the road definitely over pump, this is not that time. So please keep in mind on days three and four how important it is to help your body know that milk production is desired through frequent feedings or pumpings or a combination. Again, if you have a baby who is sleepy due to jaundice, you will need to pump regularly and your baby will need to be fed your milk or your milk plus a supplement at least every three hours around the clock. Remember, a sleepy baby will need to be roused to feed. So set an alarm if that's the case because the baby not wake up when it really needs to eat and you are going to be tired. Also, at least every three hours to feed and pump means from the start time of the previous feeding, not the end time. So if you started to feed your baby at 8 a.m. and it took about 20 to 30 minutes uh, at that point, you still need to feed the baby starting again at 11 a.m. Feeding, the length of time to feed the baby might vary. It shouldn't take more than 30 minutes because a sleepy baby still needs to eat, you know, and needs not more than that to get enough feedings in so that you can achieve all the feedings you need to in a full 24-hour period. Okay, so at least that often and you're pumping too. If your baby's having at least four wet diapers on day four and her bowel movements are more green to yellowish and runnier than thick and black, that's appropriate. That's what you want. It's important to know that as jaundice resolves and bilirubin numbers go down, that's really good. But if the baby is still sleepy, pay attention to your feeding times and continue to pump. So the next question is, when should you stop pumping? 
if this is what's going on. And if your baby can stay awake and feed long enough that you hear swallows really often and your breast feels softer after a given feeding, that's a win. So if she wants to do that kind of feeding so often, a vigorous feeding swallows frequently that you're not able to really find the time to pump and pees and poops are moving along the way I described, more wet diapers and stools that are bowel movements that are changing in appearance, then you're probably needing to pump less often and breastfeed as much as you possibly can. If you're just going to be pumping, exclusive pumping, then you're going to need to go by monitoring your breasts and in the beginning, still continue to pump at least every three hours until you know what your breasts are like, how they feel, how they respond. But most women find that they still need to pump at least every three hours, especially in the first weeks. So during this phase, you are learning so much about your baby and your body and how much you're connected to each other. There is a lot more to learn, but right now you're off to a really good start. If you're really starting to notice this is what your baby does when she needs to eat, when she's eating well, when you need to encourage her to eat better, and how your breasts respond to her when she's doing either of those kinds of feedings. The first few days will feel like a blur really soon, but I want to encourage you to look at days three and four as the time when your breasts are really asking you what their job will continue to be. That's your decision to make, only yours. During these days, please accept all the help that is offered to you with making meals, um, doing household tasks, doing anything that is not baby related. Let other people help you, know, help you take care of. So you can focus on you, physically and emotionally, and your new baby. You're still in need of care, so please accept that. Let people bring you food, water, change the baby's diaper, but you take care of your breasts and take care of your baby. And if you have a partner, let your partner be as involved as possible with all of the above. Keep in mind when your baby nurses, you'll continue to feel thirsty, so drink. You're going to feel uterine cramps, so heat packs and ibuprofen. And you're going to feel sleepy. You'll probably start to notice more often when you feel extra sleepy during a feeding. That it'll be more obvious that as a feeding kind of kicks in that you feel suddenly really, really tired. That's your prolactin. You're going to continue to feel that as you start to establish more, um, a more reliable prolactin level over the next days and weeks. But above all... Right now, particularly, enjoy your baby. Think about all the things that you know, you've learned so far and enjoy the new family that you've helped create. So that's really what I wanted to focus on with this particular podcast was the potential for things to kind of hit that roadblock with what is a normal um, part of lactation, the extra fullness that happens between day three and day four. So your body wants to know, is there a baby? Is there a baby to feed? You know, and do you want to feed it breast milk? So this is that opportunity to think about doing those things. And it really requires paying attention during this period so that things can go much easier over the next few days. So think of it like that. It's kind of a, a time to make some decisions about what you want to continue to do. And in fact, your body has two breasts that 
unless there's been like a history of surgery or anything like that, your breasts want to make enough milk for two babies. So if there's one baby, your body is meant to make more until your body realizes there's just one baby. So we've got to make sure the baby gets fed and the breasts get milk removed really well so the baby can then do the best job she can to adjust your breasts and you learn from each other. And this is just a really good time to accept that your baby might not be on the inside anymore, but she's still just as connected to you as she was before. And that's a really interesting and positive thing to take in. So that's the end for this episode of Mindful Mommies Now, the lactation series. Um, I'm hoping that you guys are um, enjoying listening to this and getting something out of it, even if it's just to ask some questions. But I do, again, recommend um, using kellymom.com as a resource. Um, It's great. It's worth it. And it's something that you can use in the beginning and through your whole journey through breastfeeding or pumping for your baby. So thanks again for listening. This is Elizabeth Cashin, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you.